and welcome back to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. I'm the birthday boy, Mike D. Woo! Happy yeah. birthday, Mike. Woo! Yeah. All right. We that. have the premium format, yes. Ryan, huh? which I just I read it. on this box right here. Nice. <laughs> and of course, the owner of Knoxville's longest running comic shop, Mr. Bill Langford. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to have my friends with me. Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, oh, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, how old are we turning today? Several birthdays. Several old. birthdays. Several okay. birthdays old. Uh, okay. we'll go, I'll, I'll be honest. It's it's forty eight. Okay. How are you yeah. feeling? Uh, anticlimactic. You know, this one's not really a big celebratory feeling birthday. Just yeah. it's forty eight. Forty eight. You know. Yeah. Birthdays but, get to a point at some point where after you're an adult, they kind of lose a little bit of the luster. I think you got milestones, but uh, this is this is a good. Look at the shirt I got. Jamie got me this Transformer shirt. Optimus oh, Prime. Oh, nice. Very nice. So. Good job, Jamie. Yeah. Wish you were here. Mm, mm, yeah, our face is currently exploding from uh, sinus problems. So. Uh, that would get messy all over Jamie. the mic. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been good. That would have mm. been bad radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you said her voice was sounding different, too. Yeah, so. it's all blown out. She's just on the rocks. Mm. Well, we miss you, Jamie. Get better soon. Yeah. But don't let this damper your birthday. Oh, no, no, no. It's, Y'all have uh, big plans later, I guess, or since uh, you can't go out tonight? or Really, I've, I've been working a lot the past couple of days. I was just kind of trying to take it easy today. Just a little yeah. nice little leisurely day. Might do some stuff tomorrow. We'll see. Might yeah. go out to dinner. We'll see where yeah. it goes. Well, you know, you've got to save up because the big birthday is in two years. Mm, it is. It is. I did some fast math what there. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, Ron. Yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting because like we typically would have we have a format mm-hmm. and we would do news of the world right here. Yeah, comic news breaking. Yeah, not news of the world. I guess, <laughs> but, but I guess like we literally recorded the last episode four days ago. And I think we covered all the news there was to cover. There's no news. There hasn't been anything big happen other no. than other than Mike's birthday. Yeah, and that's you a know. big thing though. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah. It is. But no, I mean, I guess um, there was some kerfuffle. Oh, there's like, a kerfuffle. You yep. like that? Yeah, yeah, there was some kerfuffle. That's uh, so uh, on the internet about apparently the uh, the changes in the the Spider-Man comic though, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hit me hard because as you know, the you're, you're number one. So Spider-Man you're officially guy. the number three Spider-Man guy. <laughs> number oh, three? No, oh, okay. Okay. only in because this comic the, store. Wait a minute, because okay. the, you were number one, and then the new polls came out Monday. Oh no! And in the AP and the coaches poll, you dropped to number <laughs> Dang three. Dang it! Yeah. Who did it? Who I'm did sorry. it? You Who's know, against me? I'm not sure who the yeah. vote. The voting's anonymous. I'd say in this store, so. probably top Duncan is probably number one. Yes, I would say Duncan is my, my buddy Duncan. Hollywood Paul Lewis. Hollywood Paul's been getting Spider-Man for a yeah. long time. And the ship dog. I'm trying it out. Yeah. Okay, ship dog. You like that? <laughs> no, I don't like it. It sounded <laughs> gross as I said it. I don't know. It sounds like you're in the Navy. I like it. I'm not in the Navy, Well, though. but it does. It gives you like a naval feel. <laughs> if, but I could see you in some naval blues, kind of like a... Captain Ryan Chippen. Yeah. Like I with couldn't the hat. do it because I would giggle every time somebody called me a seaman. <laughs> it never gets old. It doesn't get old. No, I um, could... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so some... Uh, I don't know this uh and if you like mm-hmm. the Spider-Man run right now we're not like uh yucking your yum. Uh everybody has their own what? their own opinion. True. Huh? True. Yeah. It's a yucking your yum is yucking. a free. What does that mean? It means like we're not going to put like, we're you're not gonna rain on your parade? Yeah, we're not raining on your parade. Why don't you just say rain on your parade? Well, I like yucking your yum. I didn't right. I didn't go after you when you did kerfuffle. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, right. maybe we're trying out new things here. There's a little bit of tension tonight, I guess. Hey, I got a day. I got a word of the day calendar, and I'm using that thing. Uh, you, you're doing good with yes. it, man. I have a far side calendar. I love far side. Oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. And he actually brought it back like uh, two years ago. He did some new far sides. I don't like Dilbert so much. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know why, but far side. I tell you, far side. I, 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 I really, and not, it's hard to do. If you think about it, it's hard to do one panel humor. Yeah, and if you honestly think yeah. about it, far side in a way is almost like the granddad of memes. Huh? How so? Well, it's just like usually one panel jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Farside really created I mean, I don't so know. So was Family Circus. No. Family <laughs> Circus was not like a one panel joke. It was, it was. Family Circus was one panel. No, some of those panels were like where the Billy's wandering around the uh, yard. They're haunted by ghosts. And also, by the way, yeah. why is not me shaped like a real ghost, but then their grandparents are actual ghosts <laughs> that look like they're uh that look like them as humans when they were alive. But not me is your traditional ghost. Hmm. So you're looking for consistency in your Sunday funnies? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, uh, but I guess my my favorite funnies, mm-hmm. uh, Farside, Calvin and Hobbes, okay. and Bloom County. So Bloom County is where I start. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, I, I mean, I'd also, uh, I kind of grew up on Peanuts, Charles Schultz. Yeah, you can't go wrong with, with so, Peanuts. Yeah, and I think that was another one that also had, I think some of them were one panels. Most of them, I think, were four panels. Three or four panels, yeah. Yeah, but I think a few of them were. But uh, and Garfield, can't, you can't. When you were young, you loved Garfield. You can't deny it. I gotta think about cats that act and talk like people. Oh, you don't like it? It creeps me out. You like it when dogs or cats are wearing human clothes? So <laughs> I like it. I like it when they dress up the. Um, there was a thing I think WTBS did a few years back where they would recreate scenes from classic movies with chimpanzees and monkeys. Oh. And uh, I did like that because they would dress them up in period peak clock, uh, period costumes. I would be scared to work on that because a monkey can turn on you in a second. Well, you're thinking of that movie Nope. Right? Ooh, that scene is terrifying. That scene, that's actually probably the scary. To me, that was the scariest scene. Oh, in that, for sure. In that film. Oh, yeah, rough. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. When the man's hiding. No, no spoilers, yeah. but when the man's hiding under the table. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But and then uh, I kind of like Foxtrot for newer comic strips. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Foxtrot's not bad. You're a Hagar horrible guy, though, aren't you? I'm a Blondie dude. You like Blondie? Um, oh, Blondie. Yeah. Now, I, I tell you, I had no room at all for the um, Apartment 3G. Yes, yes, yes. Uh. Or uh, Rex Morgan MD. <laughs> who, who were they for? So I would save those to last, and then yeah, I'd yeah, only yeah. read them because I'd ran out of everything else to read. Yeah. And uh, I, it was like, you know, uh, this, I, I might as well read this because there's nothing else to do. Remember when... <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but in the 90s, you know Snuffy Smith? I vaguely recall Snuffy Smith. Usually Snuffy Smith jokes would always be the same, where the last panel would always be Snuffy Smith and his Mm -hmm. dog guffawing. Yeah. Um, But they ran a storyline that went for like six months where Snuffy Smith hit the lottery. Really? Yes. And Snuffy? Yes. There was some part where the Snuffy Smith guy goes... I gotta start making this. Like I'm, I'm sick of this procedural comic I've been doing. Yeah, right. I'm gonna mix it up and throw <laughs> yeah. him a curveball. Yeah. There were a few comics that I would get really frustrated with. Okay. Um, like, so the main one that comes to mind is Beetle Bailey. Okay. Because I was really into uh, war as a kid. Like I liked playing war. I liked reading about war. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, oh, here's a here's a war strip. You know, Beetle. You know, he's going yeah, to war. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I read that strip for six years, and that man never picked up a gun, I don't think. Can you imagine yes. how dark that comic would have got if he went to war? I mean, but come on, at some point, right? Even the people in MASH, I think, at some point picked up a gun. Well, I'm they? sure they were in the Korean War, so I'm yeah. sure at some point. We need a Mark Miller Bailey reboot. 
<laughs> that would be dark. Um, and like uh, the family circus, we've kind of went on to a weird, like where Billy is walking home from school and it shows like all his footprints. Uh, I guess we got to get back to what we were actually talking about. So the, oh, yeah. the Spider-Man news. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, so what? So okay. what, what was it? So it, now when it, when the news came out about what was happening in the book, were, were you in favor of the uh, the Mary Jane storyline? No, I think um, when that first issue of the newest volume came out, yes. I think I, I yelled in the store for a few minutes about <laughs> how annoyed it had made me. That's right. Uh, because like at the end of the Nick Spencer Into Beyond run, Peter and Mary Jane were back together, mm-hmm. which is, I, I'm going to say I speak for most fans that like Peter and Mary Jane together. We're not like Joe Quesada's Joe opinion that you can't have Peter Parker be in a stable relationship because the readers can't relate, mm-hmm. which is always thought was weird when they dissolved the marriage. Superman and Lois Lane shows mm-hmm. that a marriage can work. Mm-hmm. Batman and Catwoman are dating and it works. But for some reason, Marvel just seems... Like, they do not want to have Peter Parker and Mary Jane together. And it's grown more increasingly like that in this run from Zeb Wells. Well, let me ask you this. This is just my theory. Yeah. And I, cause I've been reading Spider-Man, and I've read him when he's up. I've read him when he's down. Yeah. And um, if you are truly making Spider-Man relatable, right, like Peter Parker, you want him to be... Because that, that's what attracts the reader to Peter's, right, is that he's, you know, he's in high school, you're in high school, you know, he's he's... He has problems with girls. You have problems with girls. Yeah. Uh, he has money problems. You have money problems. He's yeah. getting picked on. You're getting picked on. So all of it's He's relatable. He's got a gambling debt. I have a gambling debt. <laughs> so, there was yeah, there was the twelve step program. You know that <laughs> yes. your parents paid for. Yeah. And suppose you went to stay with your aunt Edna in New York. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Stayed with my aunt. Maybe. You know. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but so, but my point being is that if you make him too happy so in the sense that you, he's 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 married to a beautiful woman yeah he's got a he's got a good job um and now the only thing he has is she's just fighting these uh these super villains yeah um th- does that lose something for the reader as far as not being able to relate because now he's he he's he's kind of lost all those touch points that the so. reader has that yeah into the 80s and the 90s are some of the best spider-man stories and some of the best spider-man stories were uh, Peter and Mary Jane are a couple, and they're content. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, like the Craven's last haunt would have been emotional impact if Spider Man didn't have her to come home to? Right, but I mean, you can still have the the same emotional impact with someone that you love that you're not married to, right? You can, but yeah. but like I think the Peter and Mary Jane thing has been the constant in most of our lives, mm-hmm. and I think it's just like Superman Lois. Uh, uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary. Uh, it's just that's a relationship. But so in the new storyline, Mary mm. Jane has is she married to this guy? Yes. And she's got two uh, stepkids. And in issue nineteen or twenty of the new run, Peter is confiding with uh, Black Cat, uh, one of his old lovers, that he still loves Mary Jane, but more like a sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a best friend. Yeah. It's almost like Marvel editorial had a gun <laughs> to Spider-Man's <laughs> head. And it's all culminating. Uh, there's the big rumors. Something big is happening in Spider-Man 25. Something 50 years in the making, they oh, said. Wow. So and it's also the 50th anniversary of Gwen's death. So they're saying it may be another death is the rumor that I've heard. But, yep. uh, you know, who knows? 
could yeah. be something completely different. But it, it mm. just it's frustrating mm. that Spider Man just seems to be stagnant. He's not allowed to grow. Yeah. He yeah. still hasn't told Aunt May the secret. <laughs> you know, and uh, Aunt May's uh, eternally like 82 years old in the comic. Which it is just so seems weird like... because she's the aunt, but she's like two generations older than Peter. Yeah, she was just like that aunt that was maybe like, you just didn't want to say like great, great aunt because it too, took too long. She just <laughs> called her Aunt May. So, yeah. but um, but yeah, I, I do like how in the movies they seem to make her uh, gradually younger, though. Yeah, she's getting you know, younger just, in the next one. She's gonna be a teen. Be. <laughs> teen May. Yeah, Tony uh, Stark hitting on comic Aunt May would be very uncomfortable. Yeah, that'd yeah. be weird. But yeah. you know, he might like he might like that a little. <laughs> so, what is your opinion on it, Mike? Well. I have several opinions on it, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I read Mary Jane growing up through most of my Spider-Man comics, too. Um, so do you prefer Peter as a bachelor with with just MJ on the scene, or do you prefer him and MJ married and he's working a job and she's the model in France? And <laughs> Well, I think I could see it both ways. For me, I don't necessarily agree that they should have put them back together in the first place. They, they broke them up, it made a lot of people sad and angry. But I don't really know what more else you can get out of Peter and MJ. Like, what story stuff is there left to do with them? So, like, getting them back together, I don't know, really served much of a purpose because, like I say, I think they've done what they're going to do with that story arc with them. Um, They're obviously bringing he and Black Cat together, and I actually think that's really cool. They seem to have more in common. Like, what does Spider-Man have in common with a supermodel? I always thought that was a weird juxtaposition. You know, I know it's like, oh, he he finally got the girl or whatever, and that's cool, Mm -hmm. but... Who Peter is as a character and a supermodel, it seems like a weird match, whereas he and Black Cat seem to have a lot in common. They're both the costume heroes. Yeah. Well, and... Mary Jane's a costume hero now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Jackpot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. But, uh, and then also kind Black of on Cat's... the nose her power, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's the jackpot. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know, Black Cat also being the, the bad girl or whatever that that adds another dimension in his life as well. Being in that relationship, uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that direction. Like I said, I don't I don't know what else they could have gotten out of Peter and MJ. I, I see why people are upset. Um, I, I do see it. Ah, <laughs> that was me. Out. I can't believe it. Not but slamming my fist down. <laughs> and I do have a lot of uh, great memories of yeah. the MJ stories from the comic. I think uh, Craven's Last Night was a great example yeah. Of, yeah. of that. But. Yeah. Um, also, kind of, I think they can be together and not be married as well. That can I'm pre- okay present with that. some have extra them be tension. A couple. Yeah, they don't right. have to be married. Mm. Right. She, he doesn't need to put a ring on it, but they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just um, it's an interesting dynamic, and um, some you're right. Some of the fans prefer Peter to to get the reward, and and then other fans kind of want him to be perpetually like Archie, where yeah. there's just there's Betty and Veronica, and there he's never going to pick between you know mm. Gwen or MJ yeah. or, or it's MJ just one and of Black Cat. After Nick Spencer's long run, mm-hmm. doing all that to put them back together, he, he right. did work on that. And you're then right. Five months right. later, it's yeah. just yeah, it just, just feels it feels painful. Um, but I do I like Black Cat second if with Peter being with someone I think, I think they, they're a cool couple they they match better and it's better than just the generic characters that they'll just bring in for Peter to date sure sure and they've got a long history together so there's a lot there yeah yeah but it's just a little frustrating to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and I can see I mean as yeah. a as a Spider-Man fan you know it does get you feel like the rug's been pulled out from under you. Yeah. To where you're like, okay, when now Peter can be happy and content, and then like, no, we can't. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, now finally he's 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 got a home life, and like, no, he doesn't. Because I get the whole Parker luck, and mm-hmm. that's a big part of the Spider-Man character. But there's that that thin line you can run that where he doesn't always have to have the bad luck. 
you don't have to do it like where the Dan Slot run where he's suddenly a billionaire and stuff right, like that. Right. But you don't have to have it always where everybody hates Peter mm-hmm. and yeah. he's brooding all the time and being sad. No, it can be that no. middle line. Yeah. No. What if uh, what if this MJ's a scroll? That's it. Secret <laughs> invasion. <laughs> what if you have a clone MJ? Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as what's happening with Beast, but <laughs> wow. But it, it's just frustrating. But, you know, this opinion. So uh, if you're enjoying the Spider-Man run, that's awesome. Yeah. Like I said, it, it's been running about 50-50 here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe, like, issue 25, maybe they're going to pull a rug out from under me, and maybe it'll end up where they get back together. Yeah. And then I will have to make a public apology to Zeb Wells. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, she's dead. <laughs> no, I hope not. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. It's a cheap ploy in the comics. They use it too much. They do. Yeah. So obviously that's got a lot of buzz going online. Have you seen a, a similar buzz in the shop? People talking about it coming up to you? Yeah. And like I said, it, uh, it seems to be pretty split as far as the opinion. But um, a lot of people do feel uh, that they kind of have cheated Nick Spencer. You know, mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. yeah. that he did uh, put on a lot of work and the storyline progressed pretty far. And, and people felt like, oh, finally, here's the payoff. And then a short time later, um, Zeb Wells like is like, oh no! Like I gotta do this twist, and mm-hmm. it's like the really, and then all the weird stuff with Ben Riley. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just a weird. It's been a weird few years for Spider-Man. Mm, that's true. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's just and that character's always had a lot of uh, a lot of drama with the, behind <laughs> the scenes with the story. Like he, you know, he, he, when you bring up Ben Riley, you know, it takes yeah. you back to the the, the Spider Clone storyline. But yeah. uh, it seems like there's always been, and I, I guess it just shows how much people care about the character. Yep. That they feel so strongly when the storyline diverges from how they feel the spirit of the character would act, yeah. or how they feel that the the storyline has been like the voices of the characters have been speaking in the story, and then it changes. Yep. And so, I mean, that's and, yeah. And Ben Riley's an interesting character himself because you have like the people that are our age that grew up with Spider-Man, and we read Clone Saga with like years of reading Spider-Man and kind of annoyed with the whole Ben Riley thing. Right. And then people, younger people that started around the Ben Riley stuff and have really cl- uh, latched on to Ben Riley as a character. Yeah. The Scarlet Spider. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because uh, there's even people that, that like that outfit, <laughs> you know, yeah. which I, I can't get in. Because yeah. Even when it came out with the cutoff, yeah, yeah, the yeah. cutoff uh, hoodie yeah. thing. Yeah. But now it's kind of, um, like you said, there's been a generation of kids that grew up with that the same way there's a generation of kids that they look at Jar Jar Binks and they're like, oh, I remember Phantom Menace. I was seven years old. Yeah. And Anakin was in the pod races and it was awesome. And my dad was sitting next to me and, <laughs> you know. Fuming about Jar Jar. But yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting behind him thinking, what is this crap? You know? <laughs> yeah. But <there laughs> Where's the some, lightsabers? But you're right because the issue of Star Wars that came out this week yeah. has the uh, toy figure variant that is Jar Jar Binks. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so. I mean, there are, and that, and it happens all the time in the store where I'll be a uh, bad mouth and Phantom Menace, <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be there'll be some twenty four, twenty five, thirty year old in the store, and he'll be like, uh, like, man, I love Phantom Menace. He goes, that's yeah. one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Yeah. And it's and it's usually there's that generational divide between the the people who are pro Phantom Menace and the people who do not like. It's not just like, like it. um with a lot of people of like around our generation and maybe the millennial generation mm-hmm. that did not like the last trilogy seven through nine. 
You're right. Um, yeah. But there's going to be kids that grew up on 7 through 9 Correct. that you're going to hear them, def- like in about 20 years, they're going to be defending that while they're pushing us into our nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, yeah. They're like, hey, you, they're going to like the Ron Johnson movie, and then, uh, and then you're going to start complaining, and they're going to put you in a substandard uh, nursing home. <laughs> yeah. you know? so you substandard, better, yes. Well, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you better... The one where Ben Stiller works. <laughs> well, what were those grandmas sewing? They were making like quilts or something. Uh, I don't right? remember, but my favorite part is when the grandma, like out of the corner eye, looks over at Ben Stiller. He's like giving her the, the throat slash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, before we get to the big thing, because our big thing tonight is we're going to reveal some comics, some free comic book day stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. Um, we're, we're, we're focused now. We're not meandering anymore. <laughs> Um, so in a minute, we're going to talk a uh, free comic book day. we got some great news coming up for that. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, uh, we're going to talk about the best Batman writers. Apologies, like the ish- the episodes were so close together that we did not get to get a uh, reader, a uh, viewer um, feedback on that, listener feedback. Not a lot, but we got some. But uh, but for their Batman writers. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll share this and, you know, just put in there what you're favorite writers were uh but we did get some cool feedback on the episode and it was kind of great too because the episode's only been live now for like three days right yeah um but it seems like it's we've had a lot of people come in the store and they've either either offered um their opinion on the podcast or they're offered their opinion about who their favorite batman artists were growing yeah. up that's awesome which yeah. is super cool and that's why we always try to get the episodes out um, Wednesday morning, so that way, as people are coming in the store during the day, you have like you can chat with them about it. We love the feedback. Yeah, the feedback's good. Not the, don't give us any negative feedback. We, you know, we, <laughs> yeah, if, if it's yeah, if it's don't, neg- don't hurt our feelers. If it's if it's negative, maybe distract it to Ryan. <laughs> yeah. um, but we had one listener that reached out that just said like he listened to the episode on Sunday, and he was just kind of having a blah day. And uh, is running some errands. He was listening mm-hmm. to the episode, and he said it helped uh, lift his mood in a big oh, way. Wow. And I thought that was awesome. That's something that we're trying to do here. We're trying to, you know, build a community. Yes. Um, but that's what we want to do. Is just like, yeah. just like you're sitting around listening, talking to your friends about comic books. Yeah, yeah. And we generally try and keep it positive. Yeah, except and... for that Spider-Man stuff we just did. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are bogus. Yeah, yeah. But, but no, uh, we typically try to keep it as positive and light as we can. No, no, it's it's always great to hear. Um, and then we had another, uh, I think another one of our listeners that sent a, a text message in. Uh, let's see, and it reads, uh, an un- here with an unsolicited text, just finished the podcast about Batman artists. Well, almost finished. And I didn't hear anyone mention the truly beautiful work Jim Lee did on All Star Batman. Mm, yep. <gasps> so because we mentioned Hush, yes, but I think we did leave out All Star Batman, which has the greatest scene in all the comics where they fight Green Lantern in the yellow room with yellow lemonade. Yes. And it's just insanity. <laughs> and Robin takes his yellow cape off and throws it over him. Yes. And starts, what, starts to beat on him. What did the guy say about the All Star Batman? So Robin he says, uh, "Let me see." Jim Lee did on All Star Batman. Then it says, "Million dollar art in five cent story." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> roasted yeah. um also Got didn't he, also didn't hear anyone say tim sale but maybe they did at the end of the podcast so no uh, we uh i'm surprised we missed that, that was one. in the after credit stinger mm. um <laughs> yes, but yep. no tim still I'm, I'm honestly surprised we forgot tim sale I, yeah i don't know how that happened because it's got the iconic um long halloween yeah and uh, they do another one too um dark victory yeah. yeah i'm surprised we didn't mention tim sale yeah mm. uh let's see uh He's not my pick, but he was involved in some good stories. Uh, then he mentions Tony Daniel had some great art too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't argue with any of the choices that you all had. 
Links. Um, and then he gives his top five. Oh. So in no particular order. Okay. He lists Frank Miller. Okay. He says 1980s Frank Miller. So he specifies none of the, uh, none right. of the new Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got Jim Lee in there. Yep. Neil Adams. Nice. Yep. Uh, Kelly Jones. Yep. He says, you mentioned him. Man, I love those ears and how he would lurk with crooked hands. He's actually got a cover this week for Batman v. Robin 5. Mm-hmm. He does. It looks really yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, and then his fifth one, he says, Bill Sienkiewicz, based on the cover of issue 400 alone. Yeah. I just don't know if he did a lot of inter- interiors. He didn't. Uh, he's got Jim Aparo as a runner-up. Nice. Yep. Uh, and then I think that's it. He says, anyway, sorry to bother you. See you guys. You know what? Uh, no bother. It's not a bother at all. No, 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 and, no. And you yeah. know what? I'm glad that he sent that in the year 2023 because back in the year, back when texts were expensive. Oh, yeah. That would have been yeah. an expensive text. <laughs> that would have been at least $2 right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, worth it. Oh, completely. Yeah. You know, for uh, if your favorite Batman artist. Yeah. I would have paid three or four for me. So for writers, I think right off the top, we can mention Frank Miller. You have to. Um, so what do you got? You got Batman Year One. Batman you got Year Dark One. Dark Knight is, Returns. Yep. Probably Batman Year One is probably my favorite Batman story of all time. It's right up there. I'd say you could make a strong case for it. Yeah. Because incredible. you get you get young Batman and you get young Commissioner Gordon on the come up. You get he's yeah. le, he's lieutenant. And I think it was the first time I read with a young Commissioner Gordon story. Oh, like yeah. kind of that origin yeah, yeah, yeah. of Batman. Like I think Catwoman, kind of her origin is in there too, right? Yeah, yeah. You get to see uh, kind of her uh, develop her um, her skills as a, uh, a cat burglar, high-end cat burglar. Yep. But um, but yeah, you get to see all of them develop their skills, basically. When GC, when Gordon comes into GCPD, it's corrupt, and he gets paired yeah, with yeah, a yeah. Uh, he gets paired with a corrupt partner, and um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's so when it's Batman Year One, they should really actually entitle it like Gotham City Year One. Yeah, and people start discovering that again, right? Like you, I think I was in here like a couple of weeks ago. You and uh, some customer had just picked up that first issue of Batman Year One. We're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's what we call an evergreen in the business. It's one of those ones that you can recommend and. Uh, pretty much everyone I recommend it to, uh, they come back and they, they rave about it, how good it is. And the art is all done by uh, David Mazzucchelli. Mm. So, yeah, she got phenomenal story, phenomenal art. And it's such a good, succinct, compact story, too. You know, it's self contained. Yeah, four issues. Yeah, I you think. can read it and it's contained. It's mm-hmm. yep. full story. So, what, when, what, just like when you think Batman, top writers, who jumps off the, your head there, Mike? Uh, much like Aparo, I think someone that has maybe gotten forgotten, maybe not forgotten about, but lost to the winds of time a bit. Chuck Dixon, honestly, oh, occupied yeah. a huge space of time and wrote a lot of fundamental stuff for Batman. He, he comes to mind a lot for me, a lot of the stuff I read. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Chuck Dixon's one of those ones, and he was, he would do a lot of different Batman books. You know, he could, uh, he'd do some Batman stuff. He did some Robin stuff. I think some Nightwing. Yeah. So he was pretty well versed in the entire Bat family. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, I think he's, like you said, I think he is one of those that's kind of has been forgotten. Um, I tell you, for for me, for me, Grant Morrison would have to be oh, up there. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the um, the stuff that they're doing now with Damien, Damien is a character that Grant created. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, he's Robin, but he's, he's biologically also Batman's son with, with Talia. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, and it's kind of crazy you think with Grant Morrison, he did Arkham Asylum in the early Probably, 90s yeah if not late 80s maybe early 90s yeah and then basically was away from batman until he came back in the aughts yeah yeah and then did a, a long maybe what four or five year run yeah um and then yeah i, I would definitely he, he i mean he really revitalized a lot of uh the batman robin dynamic and mm-hmm. kind of changed 
you know, whereas before Robin was kind of like a surrogate son for Batman. Well, now here you had someone that was really, you know, Batman's blood, you know, that, uh, so the, the relationship you had seen countless times before, it, it was slightly different now because the, the bond was slightly different. Nice yeah. touch tying it with uh, Talia as well. I think that really adds a lot to the history of it. Yep. Yeah, and then he was him being raised by the League of Assassins also added. Because <laughs> yeah. it kind of gave Damien like an edge. You yeah. know, like he shows up and the first thing he does, like he slaps around Alfred in the Batcave. And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, man, who is this punk kid? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, and, his, and the fans' reaction to him when mm-hmm. he first was introduced was pretty negative. I remember yes. being at a uh, like a Dragon Con at a Batman uh, writers roundtable thing, yeah. and the people in that room were so angry. Oh about wow! Him. They <laughs> were not happy with them, but it seems like he has become a fan favorite over the years. Yeah, I think he's really grown on people over the time, yeah. and sometimes you know those it takes a while with those bad boys. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved him at first I, because I liked the interesting dynamic. It was yeah. different. It was something that was uh, I'd not read, and mm-hmm. it, I thought it was written very well. It was convincing, and I, I loved Damien from the get go. And even when they had him paired with Dick, you know, oh that yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that was really, really cool. interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool too. Yeah, you know. Now, so we um we forgot Tim Sill. What are we thinking about Jeff Loeb? Mm. <laughs> so the, I'll say this. So I, I I did like this is the thing with Jeff Loeb I liked his his retro stuff anytime he would yep. do kind of a, a kind of an old fashioned so for instance Batman um, Long Halloween yeah uh, Spider Man Blue yeah Daredevil Yellow yeah those types of stories I thought and and, and Tim Sale worked on all those yeah uh, I a really he, good pairing for sure yeah I thought he was fantastic and with that kind of uh, that kind but of but you genre. think your enjoyment was more the Tim Sale part than the Jeff Loeb I, the Tim Sale plus the, the the genre that he was doing t- telling these kind of retcon stories that were set okay. back in the past yeah um, but don't get me wrong he's he you know he's a good writer and the man wrote the uh, Schwarzenegger movie Commando <laughs> yeah, that's the man Jeff, did. Yes, that's deep, Jeff Loeb. Yeah, yeah, deep cut. Yeah. So, um, okay, so I'm, I'm just trying to think of like our artists imagine them. What about um, Alan Grant? Not Jurassic Park, Alan Grant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's another one I would put in the Chuck Dixon category that wrote, yeah. you know, did a lot in the '90s with Batman and '80s, uh, late Ran '80s, early '90s. A lot with Norm Brayfogle. Did a lot of Brayfogle stuff. Did yep. a lot of the stuff during um, Batman. Um, oh, uh, where he gets his back broken? Uh, Nightfall. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, Grant, I mean, if you're just looking for longevity, um, he's definitely one that you could put up there. Um, I'd also, you know, as far as the more recent guys, you know, you got to look at Scott Snyder. Yeah. Court uh, of the Owls is yeah. one of my all-time favorite Batman stories. I mean, yeah. I've been reading since, you know, 81, 82, yeah. as far as I can remember. And uh, that one stands out to me. I love it. it. It's definitely one of my favorite stories. He had a super good run on Batman. It was really good. It, yeah, some people take issue with certain parts of it, and I understand. But uh, overall, if you just step back and look at it, it was a great run. Yeah, I mean, it had its peaks and valleys because I think right. he did 52 issues. Um, oh, but yeah. that being said, uh, it, when it was at its peak, it was very, very well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it, he took, and this is the other thing, a lot of writers, they get by on taking the, um, the old Batman villains and just doing like another Joker story or another. But uh, if you go through Scott Snyder stuff, he created a lot of new characters. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just relying on, hey, I'm going to do a Bane story. Yeah, um, he would do something with uh, Mr. Bloom, or he would create the uh, uh, Talon. Mm-hmm. Um, so his his he create a lot of the cool characters. And so we're go ahead. Well, now we're now we're starting to see the Court of Owls spawn off into other media as well, yeah, games, yeah. shows. I mean, we're going to assume it'll be in the movies eventually. So it, it's cool to see them take 
that quickly. Yeah, that soon-to-be one season and done uh, CW show, The Gotham Knights, (laughs) I think is going to be using the Court of Owls. What about, okay, so if we're looking at just, I think as far as recent writers, we'd only probably want to put one because we don't want to be recency bias. Mm -hmm. Do we do Snyder? Do we do Tom King? Oh, Tom King's a good one, too. I don't Um, think there's enough of Zardowski uh, right now. I was about to say, he is killing it, though. Yeah, he he is is killing killing it. it. Um, I'd say if he had a longer track record. So, uh, out of those, I would probably go Scott Snyder. But I could easily uh, (laughs) easily be talked uh, into changing my vote. But... Um, Because Tom King, I thought, had a phenomenal run on Batman. He kind of got axed a little early by editors. So but, fans got upset about the Batman wedding thing, which wasn't his fault because it wasn't didn't you his, have a story. Well, just I heard I heard a story that this who knows, but that DC editorial had given the approval for him to have Batman and Catwoman marry, and then DC Entertainment, which is basically the movie division, came down with both feet and said absolutely not. Oh, oh wow! That, yeah, that it was more so that they were worried about hmm. I guess going forward the image of Batman in the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him not being a bachelor. See, it's the, the same, NJ thing. Yeah, Here we same, go. Didn't it happen on, <laughs> yeah. that, on Harley Quinn where they nixed like a Batman and Catwoman, kind of like a kind of a racy joke because oh, they said, yeah, no, yeah, Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. is not a sexual being. Yeah. Yeah. So they were protective of the rights. So. Yeah. And then that's what you, the problem you run into when you have a character where the, the intellectual property is so valuable. Yeah. Almost like Mickey Mouse. Like, you know, you can't really. You can't really fool around too much with Mickey Mouse because they sell so much Mickey Mouse stuff. Yeah. Same way with DC. They sell so much Batman stuff. But now if you want to do something with Booster Gold or, you know, some of this, you have more yeah. leeway. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. they don't sell a lot of Booster Gold pajamas or... Yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah. So, um, how was the feeling here in the store when the wedding... Because I was here for a wedding night and it was fun. You did a great... You had a great... You did a great... Uh, it was a fun time. It was a blast. Um... What was the reaction here after that issue? People were pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> and, and part of it's because I think we did like a midnight release. And oh, yeah. I was there. There was a line of people. There, there was. were decorations. You had cupcakes, cake. right? We had cakes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think we had we had like several store variants we had done for that issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was and a ton of variants. ton of variants. It and, was an um, event, for sure. So a lot of yeah. people spent a lot of money on the books, and everybody was kind of looking forward to it. And yeah. I think we even had a couple that showed up dressed like a... Uh, Penguin, Penguin and, and Riddler? Was she dressed like Riddler? I think she was, I yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, kind of like in almost like wedding attire type yep. thing. And then to kind of be let down. And Okay, and, let me ask. Yeah. Did you know beforehand that that was going to happen and all those people were going to get disappointed? Did you read it beforehand? I did, I did know. <laughs> but this is now, I didn't know. I didn't know because, not because DC had <laughs> yeah, told me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. but because I'd heard from... Um, Tom King beforehand. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a friend of mine. Wow. He, he, he represents Tom King, and he had told me that uh, that Tom had had told him that you know don't get too uh, don't get too caught up in Batman being married. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but to be fair, Bill told that story in the in the store before that that oh, issue for, ever came out. Yeah, for about, oh. I warned people for maybe about a year before. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Just kind of letting them know. Just, yeah, but I think people got caught up in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And DC really, they did promote it like it was a done deal. And I think they initially, they, you know, when they had written it up in outline form, they intended for Tom to, because he had a complete outline uh, done with them getting married. And I think later on he was able to use some of it when they... And uh, Batman and Catwoman. Batman and Catwoman run. Yeah. Um, And uh, the one thing he he did that I'm surprised that has stayed a part of it is Alfred's death. 
Yep. Yeah, that's yep. been uh, that's, that's been, been solid now. for a few years now. Yeah. How but, do we feel about that? Well, Bane snapped his neck, right? Yeah. Um, I'm okay with it because I felt like uh, the dyna- well, you done everything you could with the Batman and Alfred relationship. Yeah. I kind of put him in the Aunt May category to where he's he's been perpetually 80 years old and yeah. Um, and I do like the young Alfred stories where he's kind of yeah, you know, in like a British Secret Service and uh, but yeah, I think but at some point I, I like to see I like to see some progression and. It doesn't have to be marriage, yeah. but if someone's 80 years old in the comic, I have no problem after 60, 70 years if you kill them off. And also having a butler is unrelated, but like, butler, yeah. I had a butler. That's yeah, yeah, it does it, seem. It would have been weird for Alfred to be around after Batman, after Bruce lost his fortune, too. Yeah. That would have yeah. been weird. Um, so, but I guess like, yeah, I guess Scott Snyder out of the out of the two. If we're going to yeah. do for the, if we're going yeah. for just one person of the current um, I, I put yeah. Even though I, the, the Grant Morrison's, like I said, you guys could easily be talked back into Grant Morrison. Oh, yep. Grant Morrison definitely in there because I don't feel it's okay. his current. So, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so we got Grant and Grant Morrison, Scott Grant Snyder, and Scott Snyder. Okay. Are we gonna put Frank Miller in it because th- of those two? Those, I think I, mean, it's I, I iconic. Think, I think I am iconic. Yeah. Okay. Um, just it's so strong, and then even that's not even getting into Dark Knight. Whether how you feel about Dark Knight Strikes again or mm. yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. What about Steve Englehart? Um, yeah, I tell you, that's a good one too. Yeah, I mean, because he uh, introduced uh, Hugo Strange. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he also was the run that featured the stories, the Laughing Fish and the Sign of the Joker. Wow! Oh, that's right. Those also are both, iconic. Yeah, with great covers. Yeah, oh for sure. Um, but it's gonna be tricky because yeah, we still got Chuck Doc Dixon. We got to deal with him. Uh, Alan Grant. Let's put Englehart in the maybe category. Okay, Englehart's in the maybe right. category. So right, far, we got three solids. So we got Miller, Morrison, and uh, Scott Snyder. Yep. All right. So, uh, what about uh, Danny O'Neill? Oh, shoot. Golly, man, there's so many good writers. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so in an 80 year run. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. That would be bad. We're definitely not putting Bob Kane in. So if you're no. home and you're a Bob Kane fan, sorry. <laughs> but for nostalgia reasons, it's kind of cool to go with the OG. I know, but he just seems like an awful person. That's true. Um, um, let's see. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's Paul Dini. Um, maybe if you could, we're counting. If you're you're getting into counting the uh, the animated show. Yeah, I don't know. We probably um, him. almost feel. I don't know. I better not say that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to because uh, who are you thinking, Mike? Well, no, I was I was thinking that almost what a lot of Dini was doing was adaptations of stories that were already there, mm. more than like forging new ground in some ways. Although you know we do have Harley Quinn spawning from that show, so and I, I don't want to disparage the writing of the show. I, I, yeah. I love the show, so no, I um I think Chuck Dixon probably deserves to be in there. Yeah, I'm looking over. Like a list of some of the other. Chuck Batman. Dixon uh, did create Bane. He did do that as well. So. Oh yeah. Some of the Batman writers here. I'm just gonna give off a few names oh, here. Man, Denny O'Neill. There's James mm-hmm. Tinian. There's Doug Monch. Oh God, that Tinian run he did on Detective in the Clock Tower. I tell you, awesome. I that, love that. That was phenomenal. And um, oh, and then the Scott Snyder run on Detective, the Black Mirror. Yeah. With oh, yeah. Uh, Gordon was good too. Let's see. It lists uh, Marv Wolfman, Chip Zdarsky, oh, Greg Rucka, Peter Tomasi, Gary Conway. Mar Judd Winnick. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So, I think the four. I would say Chuck Dixon. Big part of the night. Are Steve Eng- Steve Englehart or Chuck Dixon? 
we got to give Alan Moore at least an honorable mention because of how iconic the Killing Joke was. That's one of the all-time big yeah. Batman stories. And yeah, you, you I mean, he almost one. makes the list That's for that, true. but I don't know if I want to do that. But I think Steve Englehart, just because of the classic things that he's wrote. So you think maybe Englehart Dixon to round it out? Hmm. That sounds good to me. What do you think, Mike? Do you want to push for Alan? No, no, no. Like I said, okay. he'll be a good runner-up, good honorable mention. Okay. So is that our five? Are we locked and loaded? So I'm going to say right now, I'm going to say card subject to change. Okay. Like in, like in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm going to say tentatively, that's our five. Okay. Strong. But, but, but yeah, well, we could be talked out of. I mean, if, if some listeners want to uh, persuade us, if they have a favorite, uh, we could easily be talked out of one or two of these. What we'll do is we'll have a post this week. And if you think of any writer, art writers that we didn't mention to put in there, um, you know, and we'll we'll discuss it on the next episode. Or if you just have a favorite Batman story. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, favorite Batman. So that's the reason Englehart's in there because like that's some classic stories. Yeah. Yeah. So just yeah, definitely let us know. I yeah. love these ideas for a, a recurring segment. You know, we're gonna in the future be doing different artists, different writers, different yeah. characters. So this this is gonna be a cool recurring theme. We'll probably do a Marvel Marvel for the next two that we do. Well, yeah, we got alternate. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. 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 Otherwise, the Marvel fans get upset. Man, are we gonna do? Gosh, there's so many there. Yeah, I mean, are we gonna do a Spider-Man to start no, with? No, we got yeah. okay. X-Men. We, we I don't know. Mm, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to use all your heavy hitters at the beginning. No, no. Well, we started with Batman. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like the the cleanup hitter. Yeah. We didn't start with Booster Gold. No. <laughs> I don't even know if I can name five Booster Gold artists. <laughs> no. Are there five writers? Yeah. You probably have Keith Griffin and then um the guy who co-created him. Uh, what's his name? That just wrote the story, the blue and gold story. Look it up, Shipley. Uh, no. Look it up. <laughs> One time. Uh, yes. for the, One just, time. For the listeners. One time. Oh, was it um, Dan Jurgens? Yes, Dan Jurgens. Ah, Got I it. beat you to it. Yep. I, you were faster than my look it up. Yeah. Um, so now, I think, is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Let's see. Uh, Ryan's going to give us his chili recipe. <laughs> yes. No onions. Uh, what? Yeah. So my chili recipe it's is... deal breaker. Is talk to my mom and uh-huh. say, hey, mom, make me some chili. <laughs> So, we have Free Comic Book Day coming up May 6th, Saturday, May 6th. Yep. And in the past, we have, uh, we've had maybe five or six guests for Free Comic Book Day. I lose track now. Yeah. Maybe five. Um, but I think it's something that generally we like to do because it's kind of a way for us to give something, uh, a, you know, give something back to the customer. Yeah. And B, kind of to create like a fun, uh, exciting environment for, for Free Comic Book Day for people to show up to the store. Yep. Uh, so our big announcement this year is that we're going to have a special guest in the store. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, and it was someone that we tried to line up. If, if, if people were in the store last year, you may know this story. But it's someone that we tried to line up last year. And we uh, he was scheduled to come. Couldn't make it. Uh, had health issues. Uh, had to cancel like the day before. Yeah, it was uh, that Thursday because when you texted me, oh, I was heartbroken. Uh, you were heartbroken, yeah. and I was in the middle of a Tori Amos concert. And I got the text from you, and I was like, "Oh no!" And she was playing Little Earthquakes, right? She was actually started a cornbread girl. Cornflake girl. Cornbread girl. That's her her duet with John Coffee. That's the that's the country version of a. Of Tori Amos, but yeah, so um, so yeah, so he had this person had to cancel last year. So what happened was correct, and we had a bunch of people who um who were really disappointed. Yep, uh, myself included. Mm-hmm. 
Um, only because I was looking forward to meeting him. I'd never seen him before. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. I love, I love his art. Long story short, to cut to the chase. Was it short? <laughs> long story, long story medium. Yeah. To cut to the chase. Uh, this year, we're going to have Star of Incredible Hulk, Amazing Spider-Man. The Nick Spencer run that we just spoke about earlier. You know, Amazing Spider-Man, correct. Yep. Uh, uh, Donny Cates, Incredible Hulk run. Mm. Um... Uh, longtime artist on um, Robert Kirkman's Invincible. Basically, mm-hmm. almost the entire run except for like five issues. The first five or six issues. Mr. Ron Otley. Yeah. yeah, we can't wait to have him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah he, um, he couldn't make it from Salt Lake City last year, so we were able... So they, they weren't able to refund our ticket, but they were able to credit us. So luckily, we were able to line up um, uh, and, and use the same ticket from last year, so we weren't out any money. Yeah, what I thought was incredible about it is when he had to let us know, hey, I, I'm not going to be able to do it for health reasons, mm-hmm. um, he was right away, hey, if you want me to come in around uh, Black Friday oh, or yeah. next uh, Free Comic Day, I'm yours. No, he was amazing. He said he's been doing nothing but Pilates and core exercises since. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. He's, uh, he's in prime, primo physical shape. Yep. Um, he's ready to do, I think he said he's going to be doing free autographs, uh, wow. at least a, at least a couple or a few, a few for, um, for no for, charge for no charge. Yeah, yeah. correct. Wow. Um, That's and amazing. then, uh, yeah, yeah. And he's, um, he's been, uh, gracious with, uh, offering to do some head sketches, some remarks, um, even some full body commissions. So for, if somebody, wow. yeah. We have people that listen that may not know that term. What is a remark? So basically a remark is you would bring in, let's say if you had a copy of Amazing Spider-Man that Ron Otley drew mm-hmm. uh, and done the cover, you could bring it in and not only would he sign the cover, but on the cover he would draw like a, um, let's say a Dr. Octopus head or something cool. with some little tentacle arms. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a Spider-Man head with his spider sense tingling. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, something about the... You know, kind of about the size of maybe like two thumbs or three thumbs. You know, kind of small, but something he can do in the span of, you know, a, a couple minutes. Yeah. And um, he's going to be here for comic. What's our hours on free comic day? So uh, from 10 to 8. And we're going to um, we're going to be giving away this year. I think they've announced a, uh, a Funko Pop. Oh. Uh, an exclusive for free comic day 2023 of... Um, Blaine's ears just perked up. That's right, yes. <laughs> if Blaine's listening, he, he's probably going to want me to hold one of these for him. But it's a, uh, a DC figure of uh, Demon. Uh, the Etrigan. Oh, cool. How awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll probably end up doing some type of promotion, like an early bird promotion, where yep. um, in the past, I think we've given the pops away to the first like 20 people in line yeah. or 12 people in line. Um, depends on how many we get. We generally get a couple dozen. But uh, so yeah, yeah, that, that's going to be exciting, and um, and we'll save one for for Ron Otley so he can take one <laughs> home with him. Nice uh, to remember Knoxville. But what I think is so cool about the years when we have the artist here in store mm-hmm. is like if you were at like a, a convention and seeing these artists, your time is super limited with them. Right. And here, you know, it's more. You're going to have more time to have an. An experience with the artist. Yeah, and and usually at the convention, um, they don't sign anything for free anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, just the uh, the way the internet environment's gone with eBay and and whatnot, it's it's gotten to where the the artists, especially they, um, they want to get uh, compensated for if somebody's making money off their signature or selling their book or yeah. And unfortunately, that just affects all the collectors, even the ones who don't sell the books or who aren't 
Um, they get caught up in the net. And so long story short this time, Ryan, they, uh, <laughs> they, they, at the shows, they charge, generally charge everybody for signatures, but luckily here, yeah, we're going to, we're going to be able to get some free ones for our customers. Yep. So uh, awesome. Yeah. So, and, 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 and typically like, uh, when you come in for free comic book day, you can get like your one or two signatures, whatever he does, and your um, all your free comics. You don't have to buy anything if you don't want to. No, no, it's um, all it's all free. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, how what's the limit for per person? Uh, we generally do about a dozen comics per person, which is awesome. Yeah, and then a lot of times what people do is if uh, if there's some that they didn't get um, in the dozen, they'll just get back in line and go through the line a second time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. we're not, you know, we're not too. Uh, we're not like lawn Nazis around here, so no. We uh, well, there was one lady, but yeah, oh uh, god, yeah. yeah. Um, she, I thought she was gonna call the Mossad on us. So, um, just, no. so well, just to tell one quick, uh, maybe a couple quick uh, free comic day stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, there was one year, and I think we had posted signs, and it said the limit was was ten books per person. Ten books, yeah. And um, maybe an hour or two into free comic day, this lady comes up, and she's. She's super sweet. She's in her 80s, but she's she's very set in her ways, and she's kind of you know she's kind of acerbic. She's in the way she's she addresses people. She's very <laughs> she's very blunt. Yeah. And so anyway, she she comes up to me, and uh, I'm at the register, and she kind of gets close to me, real close, and uh, like in my ear, and Ooh. she she whispers, she goes, "Hey, just to let you know," she said, "the lady over there in the black leggings, she took 11 bucks." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "I beg your pardon." And she said, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be able to bust her when she gets up here. She goes, she's right there. She goes, she's got the purple top and the black leggings. She goes, I think she took 11 books. Uh, you may want to check uh-huh. her. And I said, uh, I said, okay, thank you very much. You know, yeah. And uh, I said, I'll address that shortly. Yeah. And then I, I just never addressed it. No, no, but, no. Uh, but, yeah, she was ready to, uh, to like, turn uh, – turn informant over wow. yeah one one extra so it's, a, it's 12 is the suggestion so yeah, yeah 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 i mean obviously and then we have people sometimes that'll come in and they'll be like hey uh my brother couldn't make it can i get a few books for my brother he's yep. you know he's working at arby's today or my sister you know she's got had to stay with her kids but can we get yep. some books for her kids and yeah. Uh, so those kind of stories will generally get you some extra books. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, if your story is, hey, you know, I'm trying to build a, a complete set to sell on eBay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Yeah. I would say, too, if there's, um, obviously, with the Marvel DC ones, you're going to have plenty of them. But if there are some of the lesser known companies' books, you do want to try to get early, not only to get the free Funko, but some of those books will go fast. Like, I think the manga books we had. Uh, last year went pretty quick. So every year, we um, all the people that are working will kind of pick like three or four books that we think are going to run out first. Like a little, we'll, yeah, yeah, we do yeah. like a little pool, yeah, and we'll all kind of gamble on which ones we think are and and generally no one gets it. Right. No, no, it's always some odd book that no one thinks about. Yeah, uh, I forgot what it was, but there was last year there was one. That we weren't even sure existed until we watched the video that I took for the and we saw socials the stack. and saw the stack of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so if you're the Marvel DC books, don't worry. The big books, Marvel DC, Image, Dark Horse, we'll have them all day. Yeah. Um, the only ones we generally tend to run out of are like the smaller independent books. Yep. Yeah. So if there's one that you're really wanting, definitely try to get here or get here early. Um, yeah. Especially if you're going to see Otley because that line is probably going to be big. I know in the past we've had some some lines that have been. I know um, 
Harper, David Finch, when he was sketching, there the line was hours. But um, yeah, it was it was a long line for him too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I mean, we generally will have several different lines in the store. We have one line where you can check out, one line for the free comic books, and then one line for the visiting artists. So yeah, we try so, and keep the lines smaller. So right now we don't have any of the details for the Otley stuff just yet. As That's far as pricing, pricing and stuff like that, we're a little no, vague we'll, still because we'll we're probably, still. We'll probably find something out here shortly. Yeah. So we'll announce but, something. Yeah. For so anybody interested in in uh, purchasing, uh, you'll hear uh, everything on the socials and then on the podcast for the next couple of weeks. We're gonna be talking a lot about. Do we want to talk about any of the um, the sales we're gonna have for a free comic book day? So yes. Um, in the past, generally, uh, I'm almost embarrassed to say this. But I'm too lazy to change the sales flyer from year to year. I save it in my Word documents, you know, and then I just pull it up, and all I do is I change the year on the flyer. Amazing. Yeah, and I, I've been using the same Darwin Cook clip art for I bet a, I bet a dozen years. R.I.P. Yeah. Darwin Cook. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this year it's going to be the same. So it'll be half off of all the um, graphic novels. So half off hardbacks and trade paperbacks. Nice. Wow. And omnibuses. Omnibuses half omnibus. Wow. On the buys, right. yes. Um, and then uh, half off t-shirts. Well, uh, okay, nice. And then we're going to be doing all the Funko Pops and back issues. Going to be buy two get one free. Oh, nice. Yes, and then um, we're going to be doing on statues, toys. I guess other like anything considered like a uh, action figure. Yeah, uh, yeah they're yeah. all going to be twenty percent off. Yeah, and you usually are really you stock up really well right before the comic book day. Yeah, yeah, like a lot so, of the evergreen trades and all that. Right, right, and it's a way for us. It's it's it's, it's twofold, really. You know, one, the, it helps the customer, but two, it helps us kind of thin inventory a little bit. Yeah, uh, and get new product on the floor, get stuff off the floor. Yeah, it's the it's a best time really if you have like issues that you're missing in your runs uh, to come in and do that. Because I think like a friend of the show, Kevin Smith. Yes. He spent like an hour here last free comic book day uh, just looking through the back issues, finding like uh, just like holes that he had in his collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll have people that'll, um, I think they come in beforehand and hide stuff. <laughs> Don't I do honestly that. do. Yeah. I honestly do. Because uh, they'll go to like the S's and they'll pull out a bunch of Amazing Spider Man's. <laughs> <laughs> and they come right to the register, you know, and it's like, I'm like, dude, you just went to the box, boxes, like, you know. Uh, That's amazing. And then I'll have people that'll do that where they'll come in the night before and they'll be looking at the uh, the hardbacks and stuff. They'll scoping out which ones they want to grab mm-hmm. um, so they can go straight to them when they come in the just store. make sure you get here early enough to get your but books. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of it's just, you know, getting here uh, getting here early. But even if you don't get here early, uh, like, like Ryan said, we're going to have free books all day. I think Otley's staying all day long. Yeah. Um, bless his heart. Uh, it was, and one thing that was super cool last year when yeah. Otley unfortunately had the had to back out, we had like another artist that just showed up and uh, did sketches and had stuff for people. No, we were we were very lucky, and um, our, our friend Howard was able to step in and yeah, and uh, he did some fantastic work and made a lot of people happy. Did some free sketches for kids. Yeah, uh, gave away some of his art. Yeah, yeah. we'll have some uh, door prizes again, like uh, trivia. So yeah, and let me tell you right now, Hollywood Paul Lewis, mm. he does some hard trivia. Yeah, and he doesn't. Uh, he does not play. He doesn't play, man. <laughs> no. It's got to be by the rules. <laughs> yeah, you know, if uh, if he says raise your hand, you call out the answer. Uh, he ain't having it, dude. Like yeah, he, yeah, you're not winning. Now so. speaking of prizes, our podcast is also known for doing prizes. 
And next episode, we're going to have a drawing for the first six seasons of Smallville so on that's DVD. Right? Yeah. Um. So I can't remember if we mentioned this last podcast or not, but we had some uh, generous benefactor, yeah, from a listener who donated uh, the first six seasons of Smallville. Yeah. Uh, I think brand new. Yeah. And, um, so he wanted us to, he or she wanted us to donate them on the podcast as a gift or to give them away as a surprise. Yeah. So I think we're just going to do a drawing, right? Is that what we decided? I think we're going to do a drawing like normally. The... I'll probably post it sometime, like probably Saturday. Yeah. Because we're going to do all the Otley stuff probably Thursday. Now, originally, I wanted to take the Smallville DVDs and one winner per season and then you have to get together with the other winners <laughs> so this way you're also making new friends but bill said that might be a little too complicated yeah it seems like it could be liability issues you you know somebody goes over to someone's house and then uh <laughs> they turn out to be a murderer not to say we have murderers out there listening well but we have to say the percent the chances are good yeah, yeah. At least one. um but yeah, so we'll probably tell a lot of like um, fun free comic day stories over the next couple uh, months. Yes. Get into it. This one question I had just, this is the one this week. Uh, you've basically been here for all the free comic days, right? Like your store. Uh, I think we've participated in every single one since, they, uh, since the inaugural uh, free comic day. Has it been crazy watching it grow over the years? So it's nuts because the uh, the first year or two, like I wasn't sure exactly you know how the how it was gonna play out if it was gonna be successful if anybody's gonna show up if they were even gonna advertise it yeah and i don't think i ordered a lot of books and i wasn't sure exactly how the parameters should be set as far as how many books per person yeah uh. so the first year or two i didn't have a limit on books <laughs> And by one o'clock in the afternoon, like we'd open at 10 and by noon or one, I'd be cleaned out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and so for the next like five or six hours, like families would show up and the kids, oh. the kids would be dressed like little Wookiees and Ewoks oh. and, and they'd be like, we're here for the free comic. I'd be like, I'm sorry. All the free comics are gone. Oh, what do you no. mean? What do you mean gone, mister? It's two 30, you know? <laughs> um, so some little orphans. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I would, uh, and so it, it kind of made me feel bad. So anyway, so going forward, one thing I, I did have to learn was that you do unfortunately have to put limits on the books, but only because you have some people that will come by and will take um, one of everything, sometimes two yeah. or three of everything, yeah. and then go and put them on eBay and sell yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And so, this is a day, really. And what I think is good is like last year, we had a decent amount of stuff left even near the end of the night. Yeah, and so generally in years past what we've done, only because we order so much for Free Comic Day, is that we uh, we make Free Comic Day kind of like Free Comic Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you can't make it Saturday, uh, you're more than welcome to come by the store Sunday, and we probably still have a table full of free comics that we're giving away. And as a matter of fact, if you can't make it Sunday, come the week after, and we probably have half a table of comics that we're giving away all yeah. that week. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. If you, even if you can't make it Saturday, um, come by sometime shortly after Free Comic Book Day, and you're still going to get some free comics. And uh, one trend I've noticed in recent years uh, are a lot of these comic book day issues. They're previewing and tying in major storylines, things mm -hmm. to come, things that are mm -hmm. happening now. So they're not just throwaway issues. There's some, there's some cool surprises and stuff that happen in these issues. Yeah. Yep. So if you're Marvel or DC, you know that these comics are getting a lot of hands because they're free. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, if you're looking to to get a story out to the greatest number of people, uh, what better way than free comic book day to launch like 
because once you get them on the hook, they're buying the other issues, right? Theoretically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, to to hook them initially, what better way than a book you're going to push? You know, half a million copies or a million copies out there for free. Yeah, and we'll probably like um for listeners out here that are kind of newer to the hobby, we'll probably over episodes leading up to Free Comic Day like highlight the books that are going to be on Free Comic Day, nice. and then also like if you want to come in here and get like a hard cover of a good story, some of the best stories to pick up to. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can we can cover all that stuff. Yeah, because you end up like a lot of times Free Comic Day mm-hmm. is when you meet new customers, right? So it's my favorite day of the year for that reason, for the fact that I meet new customers and I see old customers I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. But uh, but yeah, the the, the the goal really is to uh, to get as many comics in as many hands as possible, and then hopefully a few of those people will be you know repeat visitors. Yeah, it was fun last year watching you and Lane get to see the customers as they went through the line, just how happy you are to see people. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because a lot of the people we know and, and some of the people, you know, we only see that one day a year. It's kind of nuts to, uh, yeah. but um, but it is cool to see them, you know, uh, uh, every free comic book day. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Ryan Me too. Ollie, yeah. Ryan Ollie. I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I, I've got to decide what books I want them to sign for me. I, oh, I've got, all right. Yeah, I've got a handful of the uh, the new Kate's Hulks, and I've got a whole bunch of Spider-Mans, but yeah. I don't want to swamp them with books, so I've just got to go through and <laughs> pick out my favorite ones. Yeah, and if you're out there listening and you need books to sign, you're going to have a decent amount of Ryan Ollie stuff, right? Oh, I stocked up last year, so I've still got the like a long box of books that I wasn't able to use last year, so... Uh, yeah, I've got a ton. Excellent. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get them on the podcast. So I'm hoping to at least if we can, um, maybe even through a phone call or something. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I know he's. We going can't fly to, him uh, out to do the 20 minutes so, for the podcast and then fly him. So home. he is flying. <laughs> he is flying in. I think the day before. Yeah. So maybe if we sweet talk him and I'll, you know buy him some dinner, maybe he Friday night we can get him before Saturday on the podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah. Just sometime beforehand, hopefully we'll be able to talk to him. And I wonder if by Free Comic Day, if he'll have announced what he's doing next. Because I think his last issue of Hulk has either just happened or it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he's moving on to something for Image. Doing like a big creator-owned project, yeah, right? Yeah, so far Ooh, still secrecy nice. on it. Yeah. Um, but maybe he'll be talking about that by Free Comic Day. At least drop us a couple hints. Yeah, give us some hints. Yeah, come on, Ryan. Yeah, come on. Don't be N- Not you, yeah. Ryan. The other Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, don't ask him to look up stuff. <laughs> it may slip out once or twice. Yeah, look it up, Otley. Come on. <laughs> uh, so now it's time for recommendation. Let's station. do some recommendations. I want to be yeah. recommendation station so bad. Conjunction junction? Yes, watch your function. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so what are we going to recommend? Who wants to go first? I would love to recommend Superman number one that came out last week. It oh. was fantastic. I mean, I was elated. It, it was fantastic. Uh, normally, I don't even like Superman books. I'm oh. not going to lie. I've got choice ones here and there throughout time that I've enjoyed. But it's generally, I don't know, when the, just the runs have never really hit me for several reasons. Mm-hmm. But I'm man, glad the runs haven't hit you. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's no good. <laughs> That'd be a terrible birthday gift. <laughs> uh, but it's... Uh, Joshua Williamson writing it, uh, Jamal Campbell drawing it, and mm. it just feels so inspired. It's hopeful. The writing and the art matches the tone that they're trying to go with with the book so well. It's just one of those instances is the perfect example of those two things working in tandem. There's some cool surprises. It feels like a nice little soft reboot, um, just getting everything back aligned. And I can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. And it just started, right? Yep, absolutely. And Do you can s- come in really not knowing anything. It's just a kind of a new start to things. Do we have still any issues on the shelf? 
I think we do, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Who's uh, the artist? Uh, that would be Jamal Campbell. Awesome. Mm. Um, so for me, I'm going to recommend... I had a hard time this week. I think I'm going to recommend something that um, I was catching up with because of the James Gunn announcements. But um, Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman with oh. Frank Wiley. Uh, if you haven't ever read this run of comics, I think it was 12 issues... But it's basically it's a uh, it's almost like a, a a love letter to Silver Age Superman stories. Um, it feels like you know you're 12 years old again, and Superman's at the Fortress of Solitude, hmm. and you know he's fighting. You know he's kind of like almost like godlike beings like Hercules, and um, I think he arm wrestles Hercules in one issue. And huh. but there's there's it's some great stuff, and uh, the art's fantastic. And it's going to be, I guess, the backbone for one of um, James Gunn's new DC properties he's doing. Uh, but if you're looking, and, it, and it, it's, it's kind of a sad premise. I don't want to say too much, but at the beginning, Superman apparently is dying mm. of radiation poisoning. Where that is it's sad. Just, yeah. Uh, but uh, there's there's a journey involved, and there's uh, there's a good um, a good ending. So. Uh, I want to recommend All Star Superman for you know, the listeners out there to, to pick up and, and read before um, James Gunn does his his thing. And that's all collector, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think it was twelve issues in comic form, but it's been done in hardback and trade paperback. We're all jacked up on Superman. That's two Superman. <laughs> that's recommendations. Two Superman recommendations. <laughs> I am breaking the. Oh, yeah, well, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, my show is a superhero show, though. Oh, fair uh, enough. Um, it's on Hulu. It's a comedy called Extraordinary. Um, it's, 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 it's funny. It's basically the premise is everybody in the world gets a superhero power when they turn 18. Mm. Sometimes the power can be so simple as you know, what's going to be on television. <laughs> like yeah. you don't need to look at a DVR listings or anything like that. But this, everybody in the world has a superpower except this one girl. Okay. And it basically follows her adventures. So she's the only one. She's the only one that doesn't have a superpower. Like she goes to a job interview and the person that interviewing her, their superpower is that you have to tell them the truth. So she's basically coming out telling all this uh, secrets about herself. Oh, wow. Um, one person uh, works. She's able to um, funnel uh, dead people into her. Oh, my so, gosh. Whoa, whoa, so whoa. she'll work uh, for like a wheels, if you want to know who does this person want to leave all their money to? And she can, <laughs> she can like summon the person. Uh, it's very funny, a little raunchy, uh, but it's Hulu. It's done well enough that they've already uh, greenlit a second season. Oh, there you go. Yep. A good sign. Yeah. Extraordinary. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Inhumans, doesn't it? A little Where bit. We reach like a certain age and everybody gets like a... Uh... But better than that Inhumans television show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't really a, uh, no. an honest effort. Extraordinary, just like our guests for Free Comic Book Day this year. Boom. Can't wait. Yep, tie together. Wait. Professional. I don't know any <laughs> other way to end it better than that. Well, I've got a present yeah. to open. I'm going to get out of here. I'm oh, Mike Oh, yes. I'm Ryan. And uh, I'm Bill. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here. See you in the funny pages. Bye. Ryan Ollie. Ryan Ollie. <laughs>